Welcome to HeartSpace, a show that will give you tools to awaken your intuition and the courage to listen to your heart so that you can create your best life. I'm your host, Sarah Lewis, an intuitive life coach, and my mission is to show you that you already have everything you need, and it's all in your heart space. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Heart Space. This is episode 16. And as always, I am so happy and excited that you are tuning in with me today. I hope that you all had a beautiful summer or winter solstice, depending on where you are in the world. And this means that we are now almost halfway through 2019. And it can be a little bit scary, but it's also a really exciting time. It means that we have six months left in 2019 and anything is still possible. We can still make all the changes we want to make in ourselves, in our lives. We can create the reality that we desire and deserve and manifest our dreams, but we need to commit to that. And it's the perfect time to kind of reevaluate where we are at and what we want. And if anything needs to maybe change, or if anything is maybe not in alignment and what we can learn from that. So it, it is a beautiful, beautiful time and very transformative. There is also eclipse season coming up. So a lot of things are going to be shifting and changing within us and the collective in the world, but it is a powerful time for growth, for transformation and for creating what we want. And I want to remind you today that everything is still possible I also want to remind you that you still have a few days to enroll in my online program, the five-week intuitive manifesting program, which is a online course, as well as a coaching program where you get some personalized one-on-one support from me. And I am really, really happy about this program and how it turned out. I'm excited to put it out in the world again. My clients in the first round have benefited from it so much and it really makes me happy to know that this creation that I have birthed is actually really helping people. So I wanted to remind you that you still have a few days to enroll for July and it's the perfect time to really start manifesting your desires into your reality for the second half of the year. So don't wait any longer. And I wanted to announce that there is the option to also have a payment plan because I don't want the price to ever stop you from investing in yourself, in your dreams and desires, in your growth and transformation. I don't want that to stop you. So if you are interested, but the price is what was stopping you, don't let it. And to be honest, it's It's a pretty cheap program compared to a lot of things that are out in the market. I know it can still feel and seem expensive to some, but for those, then do not hesitate to reach out and ask me to arrange a payment plan option. It is always possible. So it's not maybe as straightforward because I don't have it set up yet. I'm looking into that, but you can email me and we can arrange a payment plan if that is what you need. So don't let that stop you and commit to yourself, to your growth, to your dreams and desires and to making them happen in 2019. And in today's episode, I am sharing an exciting conversation that I had with Kirsten Morrison, who is a confidence coach from Brisbane, Australia, and she guides women with a desire to create an impact and break up with self-doubt so that they can get unstuck, gain clarity, get off the comparison train, stop worrying about what others think of them 
and activate core confidence to make it happen. So this is a really beautiful conversation and I really connected with Kirsten on a personal level as well. We have a lot in common in ourselves and our work and it was really amazing to talk to her. And in this conversation, we we discussed how she spent a big part of her life searching outside of herself for the answers and the shift that allowed her to realize she has all the answers within. We also talked about the trip that changed everything in her life and allowed her to find her purpose, what losing her dad taught her, the power of breath work, how it can clear the body of trauma and stored emotions, and how it is a transformative tool, how to expand your comfort zone and build trust with yourself to increase self-confidence, the importance of being true to you, your values, and your voice, and what to do when something is not in alignment with your truth, why it is your responsibility to step in your light and so much more. I really hope that you will enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, let's bring Kirsten on. Hi, Kirsten. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on HeartSpace with me today. I am really excited about our conversation and that we made it happen. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And before we start our conversation today, I like to ask my guest a little bit of a fun question, which is how did you start your morning today? What was your morning ritual if you have any or how do you like to start your day? Um, so I have a little bit of a rotating roster of things that work for me. Um, I just kind of go with how I'm feeling in the morning. So today I really felt called to go to the gym. So I went to the gym and then I took my, um, beautiful little dog for a walk around. We have a beautiful park at the end of our road. So I took him for a nice walk, um, and then came back and did like a little mini breath work session (laughs) on myself as well. That sounds really nice. I love to actually just tune in to how you feel and do that and not have this long to-do list of morning routine or whatever and have to do all of it. I found that so stressful. I used to do that, but it's so much better when you listen to yourself. Same. I used to have like a giant list of things that I had to do before I left the house in the morning. And sometimes, um, you know, it's just, you know, depending on where you are in your cycle for the month, like you might not Mm want to go to the gym, you might just want to go a little bit slower, or maybe you are feeling super energetic. So I just have a few things that I know that work for me. And I just feel into every morning, you know, what that feels like, how much time I have as well. Like sometimes I'm I know I only have like half an hour, so I'm, you know, before I have to go out the door to a meeting or something and, you know, that's obviously not going to work to cram all of the things in. So I think just giving yourself a bit more grace in what you have time for and what you feel like doing as well. Absolutely. I'm all about that. And I love that you, it's your approach as well. And I am fascinated by people's stories. So if you don't mind, for the listeners who may not know you, can you maybe introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you got into the work that you're doing today that is such beautiful work? Oh, of course. Um, Yeah, I always find this question so interesting for me because I'm like, I just want to go into my entire life story and tell you all the breadcrumbs and like... Sure, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Um, so we'd probably take up the whole podcast, like telling my whole story, but, um, I'll just tell you, I guess, um, the turning point. Well, firstly, I'm Kirsten, obviously, as you introduced me, um, I'm a confidence coach and I'm based out of Brisbane, Australia. And, um, there was a couple of turning points for me, but I think, um, you know, my dad, he had a stroke, uh, in the year 2000 and, um, consequently our, um, my parents lost their business and, it was a big transition um, for all of us at that time because he was in hospital for a year and he um, was given two years to live, but he managed to um, battle it on for 16 years. So um, in that time, there was a lot of, you know, upheaval. There was, you know, he fell ill a few other times and there was a lot that was going on in that time. But 
I think, you know, as a um, teenager and young person, you know, when there's things like that going on in um, your family, you know, you can kind of go into escapism. So I think my entire <laughs> late teens and 20s was just um, me trying to find myself and find um, my purpose. And I think that was such a big pain point for such a long time because I had such little self-belief in myself and I really had no confidence or self-belief in myself at all. And I was had so many insecurities and, um, you know, was just trying to so hard to search outside of myself for the answers. And, you know, that um, resulted in me moving, you know, to the UK for a couple of years and, um, you know, just trying to fit in with, you know, so many different hats and trying new things on. And, you know, I'd had this dream ever since I was seven to move to LA. <laughs> I thought that was, I think after seeing like an episode of 90210, I was like, this is oh, the yeah. place this is where I have to be. It's the only place that's going to make me happy. And um, after my dad um, passed away in 2014, I was actually on a trip um, to America at that time. And I came back and um, I decided that, you know, I had some lessons from his life, I guess, is the most important thing is not to wait to live your life. Um, you know, because that, you know, I think he was waiting, you know, until he passed, you know, until he retired basically to, be able to enjoy his life and um, he didn't get that opportunity. So I think, you know, there were so many missed, missed moments and opportunities for him and I didn't want that to be the same for me. And I realized that I had my life on hold. I was just waiting for the universe or somebody to hand me the answers. And um, I decided that I would go to America and spend some time there and see, you know, what this pull was for me that had sort of been in the background for ages. And I think that was definitely the turning point for me was finally going on this trip of a lifetime, which was a three month um, trip to LA. And I did move a little bit around um, America as well, but mainly LA. And I had these two kind of polarizing experiences. Um, on one half, I had the um, beautiful friends that I have over there that are living their purpose. They're in the music industry and they're just um, so lit up every single day and so sure of their purpose and they're so passionate about it and would just walk into any room and, you know, command the space with confidence because they knew that that's what they wanted to do and they were so um, ready to fight for their dreams. And it was just awe inspiring to be around that energy every day. And, you know, the American culture is so different to Australia as well. They're so celebratory of success and, you know, we mm -hmm. kind of are a little bit more humble and self-deprecating. So it was nice to be around that energy, um, where everyone was really proud of their achievements and they were so sure of what they wanted to do and so willing to celebrate it out loud. Um, and I just was starting to see like the power of that in the way that people showed up in their life and realizing fully how much I didn't have that for myself. And um, if I had wanted to explore the options to stay, um, my only options would have been um, doing more of what I was doing at home, um, which was event management. And I was just not really uh, realized that I really wasn't interested in that and I didn't want to continue to do that. Um, but I still had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, and um, the other half of the experience that I had there was I was um, spending some time with a friend there who was trying to get a nonprofit off the ground to support the houseless over there. And wow. I had a lot of time spent um, having really beautiful in-depth conversation with people that were living on the street. And I got to go to Skid Row a couple of times and LA is like one of the homeless capitals of America. So can't walk very far on the streets without, you know, encountering someone that's living on the street. And I think for me, it was just so eye-opening to actually drop back and have these incredible conversations with people and just realize how one decision changed their entire life. And it just really um, made me aware of how much um, there was to do in the world and how much I wanted to be a part of, you know, changing that and, and um, making a contribution and stepping into service. And um, even though I wasn't entirely sure what that part was going to look like for me, I knew that that was um, kind of where I wanted to head. And um, the beauty of having those two experiences was I started to get clarity around what I wanted to do, but I also recognized that I was not the container to hold the vision. And that's probably the biggest block that I had for finding my purpose was that I 
wasn't the confident vessel to hold whatever had come to me anyway. So even if I, you know, this big pain point of mine of not knowing what I was here for um, and feeling like, you know, I was a failure and that, you know, I was just riddled with all of these self doubts and thinking it was never going to happen for me. And, you know, all of those things that were running through my head at the time, I realized that if I, you know, even if I had known, I wasn't, I didn't have the belief in myself to make it happen anyway. So my goal was towards the end of the trip, I was like, okay, I kind of know, well, I definitely know what I don't want to be doing. I kind of know what I want to be doing, but I know that I don't have the belief in myself to make it happen. So I was like, I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend, this was like at the beginning of 2017. I was like, I'm going to spend this entire year just being, becoming the best version of myself, however that looks. And I'm going to take every opportunity to make that happen. So I came home and the first workshop that I did was um, this workshop called The Bridge with Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos. And um, it was, I thought it was just going to be like a really cool motivational weekend where I could take notes and sit at the back and hide like I always did. And <laughs> it was not that at all. <laughs> it was like spiritual open heart surgery. And um, I just released so much of this story that was holding myself back. And I just truly realized for the first time that all of these thoughts that I'd had that were holding me back um, were not true. And I had such, uh, you know, an experience where I felt like some of these beliefs shifted from my body and my mind. And I left that weekend a completely different person. I was just like, holy shit, if this much change is possible in two days, like I've been lugging this crap around with me for my whole life. <laughs> and if I can make this much change in two days, like this is what I want to do. This is I want to give this like experience and the feeling that I have now to as many people as possible. So I pretty much ever since I've been on my own personal, personal development journey, but also um, in learning how to facilitate and hold that space for other people too. So that's my, wow. uh, as short as I could get it story <laughs> wow. of how I got into this work. Just, well, I, I love the story. Thank you so much for being so open and honest as you always are. <laughs> and that's what I, I think that's what drew me to you in the first place on Instagram when I found you. I think it was maybe a year ago or something like that. Um, and there are so many similarities with my story as well, but, and so many nuggets of wisdom in here. Um, I, I just, I just love stories. And I think you could have probably continued going for the whole episode. I would love, I would have loved it. <laughs> Yes, there's definitely a lot more breadcrumbs that I had to cut out, but I'm like, how am I going to like find a more condensed version of this story to <laughs> do an intro for people? <laughs> yeah, so that's how you got into doing the work that you do today. And how do you help women now? Do you do mostly coaching workshops? How, can you tell us a bit more about what you do right now? Yeah, so I predominantly do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So um, my whole philosophy around coaching is that we are already um, the version of ourselves um, we're looking for. So um, everything that I do in all of my practices and methodology is basically revealing that version of yourself. It's not, um, you know, improving or chasing or um, getting anything that's outside of you. It's just stripping back all of the conditioning and programming and layers that we stacked on top of ourself um, and stripping that back to reveal that um, perfect whole and complete version of ourself um, that's able to take that action towards what we want. And um, I mainly do that through one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I also um, have stepped into doing breathwork facilitation, which is a beautiful, beautiful healing modality um, that uses a cyclic, or cyclic breath that um, basically clears the body of um, stored energy, emotion, and trauma. Mm. And it's, basically like having like a 12 week coaching package in like one hour. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty intense. Um, and it's amazing. And, um, yeah, I just love the feedback after people experience this. It's so beautiful and interesting. And, um, yeah, then I also run, um, workshops in Brisbane as well. And I have just started running a breakfast, like breakfast club every eight weeks here as well mm. so just people can um women can come and drop in and connect and um just do like a really mini workshop as well as having like a beautiful breakfast and um meeting meeting local women in the community that are doing the same thing and on the same journey 
Mm, that is beautiful. And I love everything that you do. It's very similar to what I do, like trying to help women mostly, but people and my clients especially get back to their truth, the truth of who they are and understand that they have all the answers inside them, that they don't need anything to fix them or anything external really, except for sometimes some support that they have everything within them. And I love that you do that. It's so beautiful. And I'm sure you change so many lives and it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. I love what you just said there. It's like hit the nail on the head. You know, we're just the guide to remind people um, and guide them back to their own truth and back to themselves. Um, but yeah, it's about building that self-trust um, that you have the, all the answers and you can be your own healer. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And I also love that you use breath work. I have tried it um, once or twice and it's, it's so powerful. I don't know exactly. I think there's different ones, different types, but um, I find it really, really powerful. So do you do that? You, you said you do workshops around that mostly? Yeah, so I do incorporate that into my workshop, but I um, do also do one-on-one -on -one sessions um, mm. as well. And I've just started trying to figure out the logistics of combining the coaching and the breath work for the um, beautiful women that I have um, that are in Brisbane, which has been interesting because I, the last two clients that I have have been my first Brisbane based clients. Everyone else has been either overseas or in different parts of Australia. So it's um, nice that I'm actually able to start blending the two together for the people that are close by to me. Yeah, it's really nice. So you can mostly do that only in person. You can't really do it online. The breath yeah, work. I would I, I personally wouldn't do breath work online just because um, it just requires um, a lot of, you know, hands-on and also just holding yeah. that space. I think in person, I just wouldn't want anyone to be in that space by themselves, especially if they hadn't experienced breath work before, um, just so that you could really be there to support them fully. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's very smart way to do it. And such a it's so amazing that breath and breathing can be so healing and releasing and like you said that it can be as powerful as a 12-week coaching program almost yeah and I just think um you know most of us are just running around doing the most shallow breaths <laughs> and it's yeah. so um interesting just to even just be reminded to actually breathe and and breathe all the way down into our belly but yeah this cyclic breath um, oxygenate your entire body. So um, it's just really interesting what comes up in those experiences. Every single journey is completely different. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, you know, one of my mentors who um, facilitated our breathwork training, she said it's like having an inner body experience. <laughs> so ah. um, yeah, it's so, it's so beautiful what, what comes through and what you're able to release as well. Cause our body is like a living library, right? It just holds on to, yeah. um, you know, so much that even when we do um, the beautiful clearing work and the subconscious mind and, um, you know, the mindset work, um, that experience that we've cleared could still be in our body somewhere. So that's why I love doing both because it's like a holistic approach. It's mm -hmm. like you're not only working with the subconscious mind and changing that mindset, but you're also freeing up space within the body to be able to hold more of what you want. You know, I use the analogy, it's like, it'd be like clearing, cleaning the outside of your fridge. That's kind of like the mindset work. And then the <laughs> breath work is like going in and getting rid of all the crap in the fridge so that you can oh, put yeah. all of the beautiful, beautiful nutrient rich food back in. <laughs> oh, that's a great image. I think it, it really speaks to me a lot and I'm sure it will speak to many people as well and yeah it's so it's so incredible um that makes me want to look into breath work even more um for myself yes, first yes. and maybe who knows uh, I'm always like every time I hear something and that's why I love this podcast I'm like oh this this is so fascinating I wanted to learn everything about it and then this and this so I can be a little bit all over the place sometimes and want to learn all of everything but it's it's good in a way it's like <laughs> when we're passionate and when we're we're doing this kind of work I don't know if you can relate to but you always want to learn more oh my god yes I'm just like how am I going to get through everything <laughs> in this <laughs> lifetime <laughs> right right well <laughs> we do our best yes and in your own journey what like you mentioned that um the bridge so that experience um really shifted a lot for you but in your personal practice what was it that really helped you or is still helping you maybe um gain more confidence in yourself trust yourself and believe in yourself is that the breath work or is it 
other things mm. as well? I think it's a lot of things, but I think um, with anything, you know, I th think that a lot of us, you know, like I said, for ages, I was chasing these things outside of myself and trying so hard to get confidence without actually letting go of what was holding me back. You know, I was trying to mm -hmm. go up the mountain with the backpack with a bowling ball on my back. Mm. And I just had no idea that if I just put the backpack down, I would be able to <laughs> move forward. And I think um, that's really kind of like three steps to kind of move into confidence is like a being willing to face off with your shit and um you know not make it mean anything about you you know we all have our own shit and we've all experienced True. things um you know mainly as children where we've developed a core belief about ourselves, and then our brain has gone about you know gathering evidence to prove that belief right whether it serves us or not and um you know it's about um being willing to acknowledge that without judgment for ourselves and merely just be curious about it like oh that's interesting i wonder where that came from and mm -hmm. you know going back to i guess the root of where that is and um you know there's obviously so many different things that you can do to clear that but even just like one simple thing that you could do um you know if you weren't at the position to invest in a coach or um didn't have any sort of like healing um, around available around you is just um, writing a letter to that younger self and um, telling that younger self what they needed to hear in that moment you know what did you need to hear what um, did you need to hear that you were loved that you were enough that you were worthy that it wasn't your fault you know whatever it was and just going back to that moment and recognizing that that experience was not your truth and that the experiences that followed them weren't your truth and I um, use a four-part questioning tool to, um, you know, once I guess I've identified that and done the work to sort of clear that and release it, um, you know, when you do find those thoughts that pop up, um, I use this four-part questioning tool that when you do catch that thought, you know, whether it's I'm not enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not good enough, whatever it is, that thought that keeps showing up for you every time you start to step outside of your comfort zone or um, try something new is to start with, is it true? Mm. And when you are <laughs> typically starting out on your journey, a lot of the times your brain will be like, uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so then you just ask yourself, is this useful or effective for me to believe? You know, is this going to empower me forward? Um, and pretty much the answer will always be no. Yeah, and pretty then, much. <laughs> yeah. And then the third question is, who would I be if I chose not to believe this thought? Like what action would I take if I chose not to believe this thought about myself? And then the fourth um, question is what could I choose to believe instead that would be useful and effective and empower me forward and taking that thought and almost creating a power mantra around it and, you know, putting it somewhere that you can see it and repeating it to yourself every single time that that thought comes up. You know, I use um, the visual, visual, but um you know, these thoughts that we have that pop up, you know, it's like our default. It's like the highway in our mm -hmm. brain. It's just the one that's most traveled. So when we are sort of creating this awareness and starting to move towards something that we do want, it's like driving off into an open field, you know, <laughs> kind of like going yeah. with blind faith. We don't know what's on the other side. Um, but, you know, it, we know that something is calling us forward into this, into this field and that, um, you know, this is, this is the way that we want to go from now. So, um, it's like taking a leap of faith and the brain's going to be like, uh, what do you mean? I want to keep going on the highway. Like this looks, <laughs> this looks safe. This looks steady. Um, but it's about continually catching yourself in that thought and driving off into the field and driving off into the field mm -hmm. and, um, knowing that eventually that will turn into, a highway as well the more that it's traveled and then that will be your default and you won't even need to catch that thought as often because it won't come up because you would have had a new default yeah. um programmed in you know our computer our brain is literally like a computer so you're just reprogramming it to have a different thought that will serve you so true and so many people need that reprogramming especially like in the beginning and we have so much like you said from childhood that is really deeply ingrained in us and doing some kind of work like this can be so huge and beneficial. Totally. And I think the third thing is really just taking action. Like the only, yeah. you know, the, the biggest thing to create confidence and um, the only thing to start building that portfolio of proof that you can and that that thought is not true is just to take action, you know, to get off the sidelines and getting ready to get ready and just get in the game, you know, take the action that, um, you know, that you need to take and that kind of scares you to stretch yourself outside of your comfort zone because mm -hmm. 
it, it's never as scary as we think. It's always the waiting, you know, it's like jumping out of a plane. It's like sitting on the edge of the plane, yeah. is the scariest part, you know, and like, that's kind of what we're doing in life. You know, we're sitting on the edge of the plane in our life going, oh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, and allowing this thought of like, oh, you're not good enough. You know, you can't do this. Like, don't jump out this plane. The parachute won't come out. Like all of these things that come up. Um, but the only way that we're going to actually prove that belief wrong is just to jump. And, um, you know, be willing to, I guess, fail forward and be in the process of learning and growth and um, knowing and, and I guess making what's on the other side more enticing, you know, like I'm going to learn something, I'm going to grow, I might meet new people, I might connect with people rather than the what if and the fear. It's making the leap enticing and um, yeah, just knowing that every single time you take that leap, you're building that container bigger and you're building that next level of yourself um, because you're proving to yourself that you can and you've got all of this beautiful evidence mm -hmm. building behind you of what's possible when you take the action. Absolutely. I think that um, what you said is so powerful. I think that a lot of the time the fear is a lot in the anticipation, not knowing mm -hmm. and we struggle a lot as humans to not know the outcome, to have no control over it. But I think that a lot of the time as well, our mind will create all these terrible different scenarios of the worst case thing that could happen. And it usually never really happens that way. No. <laughs> <laughs> and if it does go wrong or bad, we actually learn something from it. So we usually always survive, um, especially if it's things like confidence. So if you're, for example, um, afraid to go meet people, new people or in a group or stuff like that, I know it can be terrifying for me as well. But usually you have all these scenarios in your head beforehand and it's like oh what if this happens but none of it happens and even if it doesn't go well like you don't talk to anyone or it's a little bit embarrassing you survive and you learn and it's okay <laughs> yeah exactly like you've survived 100% of your days so far so it's true <laughs> um, you know it's it's just about stepping in and um you know even if it is like you said a little bit scary or it's a little bit outside of your comfort zone like every time you step outside of your comfort zone the edge of your comfort zone gets wider and the things that used to scare the shit out of you like one day will just be your new normal and then you'll find a new thing to be scared shitless out of and it's just like absolutely a it's a constant um expansion of your comfort zone but um the more that you prove to yourself that you can and um build that self-trust with yourself that when you actually say something you're going to follow through with it um the more that you know even though it is still scary you're reducing the time between the doubt and the action you know it's like um what used to take me months to step in because i would be so terrified might take me like a day or less now do you know what i mean like it's just about yeah. continuing to step in and speed up that process so you're you know an actionable learner and you're in the game of life Absolutely. And the thing is that with confidence, um, I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like you can be confident, more or less confident in different areas of your life. So um, self-confidence in general, I guess we evaluate it based on the parts of our lives that we're less confident in, like, uh, like I was just saying with other people, for example, but that also comes from practice. And like you said, the more we, we actually do that thing and we practice, the more confident we will become. And then maybe if we meet, uh, or if we do something completely new again, it might be scary again. And we feel like we don't have that confidence, but it can be built with practice and, and just like trusting ourselves more. Do you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Totally, because anything that's unknown to ourselves is always going to be a little bit scary and we won't be confident in it because we don't have the proof that we can yet, but sure. you only get the proof by doing the thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. And that's, I think um, that goes back to this, the mind, the mind always wants proof and logic. And usually before doing something that we have never done, we were like, oh, but how is it going to happen? And I need to know every little detail and I need to control everything. And that's very much the mind. But then if you kind of tune into yourself, to your truth, I love to call it intuition, inner guidance, then mm. you start to lean into more trust and you can you know that you cannot control everything and that's okay how do totally. you think that intuition um plays a role in your life or in with your clients and your work and all that 
Oh, I'm so glad you asked this question. Um, So I think exactly what you just said, like every time we're in that space of like what if and fear and doubt and second guessing ourselves and questioning ourselves, we're in our head. And the easiest way to tap into your intuition or tap into what's right for you is to get out of your head and get into your body. And um, the quickest way that I have found to do that, um, to get out of your head into your body is just to simply move your body. Um, so, you know, sometimes, um, I have this, um, playlist that's on Spotify and it's an elemental dance playlist and, um, yeah, just simply like dancing around the lounge room, um, and not in like a cute at the club kind of way, but like, in a however my body wants to move (laughs) right now, I'm going to allow it to express itself way. And, um, just dropping out of the head and like getting into your body because we really don't move our body much. You know, we're our whole society is basically designed to be sitting in a car, sitting at a desk, sitting in a car, <laughs> laying in a bed, sitting on the couch. You know, we don't, um, you know, okay, we might go to the gym or, you know, do something where we're moving our body in a certain way, but to actually allow your body to express itself in ways that it hasn't expressed itself before is so powerful. Um, or, you know, doing, you know, a simple like guided box breath or something where you're just dropping back in and dropping back into presence. And from that space, take the action because it's a lot easier when you're in your body and you're out of all the what ifs and you're just um, tapped into that energy and you've shifted, shifted the worry and shifted the doubt and shifted the fear. Um, You know, there's also this thing you can do called um, dopamine flaps. And I don't know if I'll be able to really describe this accurately because no one can see me, but it's like, um, you know, if you would have put like almost like just the top half of a star jump. So you're not doing the legs, it's just the arms and you just do nine of those. You know, even that is, gives you like a little dopamine rush and drops you into your body. Um, and also with intuition, um, you know, I think we've lost sight of the trust in ourselves because we're so bombarded with messages every single day of, um, what we should believe and what it should look like and what success is. And it's hard to know what's right for you, um, in all of that noise. So again, just taking time to find a place to be quiet, even if you want to journal first or, you know, like I said, move your body. Um, but tapping into the answer your body gives you, not what your head gives you. And how to do that is to ask yourself the question, like, say, for example, if it was like you, you know, wanted to take a promotion, say, for example, but you weren't sure because it was going to give you less time. Be like, okay, so what if I didn't take the promotion? Like, what does that feel like in my body? And, you know, usually the body, if, if the answer is like, if that's not the right move for you, it'll be constricted or heavy or you might get a pit in your stomach or your you know heart might beat faster or you know it's like oh that feels a bit icky like that doesn't feel good if I didn't take the promotion and it's like okay so what if I did take the promotion like what would that mean for me and then allowing yourself to feel into that and it could be you know whenever the answer is yes for me for example it's an expansion in my chest and I feel energized and I feel happy and I'm like oh that feels really good and not overthinking it like that that really is is as simple as that to find your truth. You know, what is the feeling in my body? Like what is the body giving me? Because the body never lies. The head, the head has many stories and the brain is very busy and it loves its job. So (laughs) um, it will keep you busy for days. um, And the body is very simple. You know, we have like an intuitive wisdom that's built in um, by design. Um, You know, call it like, trusting your guard or intuition or however that suits for you, but our body never lies. I am all about that. And I think we're exactly on the same page for this. Um, that's what I teach and, and tell my clients all the time. And it is so powerful and it's so true. And just asking yourself, um, like in this case, would I contract or expand? Does my body contract or expand? And you can actually feel it. But the Mm. problem is that a lot of the time we don't really allow ourselves to ask our bodies or feel into our bodies and to, like you said, move. And I think that um, that's a great tip to dance um, in in your home and just like kind of allow your your body to to move however it wants. Uh, Something else that I found really useful is it's kind of like dancing, but it's shaking. So you shake your body. So it's not Mm. really, it's not very sexy or anything like that, but you just like shake it and it allows to release all the stored emotions and stuck energy by just shaking it. So it has so many benefits. It also probably increases dopamine and it just releases stress. Um, and it's, it's really amazing. 
But the question I wanted to ask you is, if you actually find that in your body, it feels a certain way, but you can't actually act on this, what would you, what advice would you give? So um, if you had the feeling that it was a no, but you couldn't act yeah. on it? Yeah. For example, mm-hmm. like leaving a job, for example, the job really doesn't fulfill you, but you actually need the security, the money and all that. What would you advise? <laughs> Mm. So I think it's always just about finding your next best step. I think the thing that paralyzes us from taking action, like once we have that insight, is that we're looking for the end result. It's like, oh, well, I need this job now because, you know, this is going to happen and this, this, this and this. It's like, um, okay, so if I am not meant to be in this job, you know, what ideally would I like to move into next? And what is my next best step to doing that and it could simply be you know refreshing your resume that's your next best step your next best step after that might be updating your LinkedIn your next best step after that might be reaching out to some contacts that you have that might be able to you know introduce you to somebody in the industry your next best step might be applying for jobs you know it's there's always like a next best step or you know putting yourself in a room where you can network Um, but it's just about figuring out that next best step and taking that one action so you're just taking one step forward at a time and also holding on to the vision and holding on to visualizing the outcome that you want like that's what gives us hope in those moments like where it is something like you know maybe you're in the wrong job or you're in the wrong you know industry or relationship or whatever it is you know when we're trying to extract ourselves out of a situation that might take quite a number of steps for us to move forward um you know it's about holding on to the that vision of the end result, but also in taking the continuous steps to get there as well. So you've got the hope, you've got the faith, you've got like, you know, the energy as well. It's like holding the energy of what that will be like as you begin to transition and then taking all of those next steps. And also um, the quickest way to switch um, your state around that as well as like finding the gratitude. You know, when I was um, in my job full-time as well, it's like, okay, maybe this isn't ideal for me right now. And I'm trying to transition into my business and I want to be spending more time away from this. And this isn't an alignment, but how can I bring the skills that I'm trying to learn into this position? Like, how can I, you know, make my colleagues, you know, around me have a good day or how, like, what can I learn here? It's like also in that process, reframing the things to allow you to have gratitude and learning experience for where you're at um, so that you can manifest that new opportunity quicker because you're in that energy of gratitude and appreciation as well as taking the action to move towards what you want. Absolutely. I think it's so important to not only focus on what we want to call into our lives and manifest what we want in the future. Yes, it's great to have a vision and to have goals and intentions and all that, but it's also really important to take it one step at a time, like you said, and to focus on the now. How do you want to feel now and how can you actually shift maybe your perspective now in this moment? And that will change everything in, for the next steps and the next moments. Exactly. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. I think that can be really useful for a lot of people. Yeah, because I think like we're always, um, you know, chasing the destination um, without really taking time to appreciate and acknowledge the journey as well. And like just knowing that it takes time and, um, you know, having patience and grace with ourselves in that journey as well um, and enjoying the whole process because every single time, you know, I think that the destination is an illusion anyway because as soon as we get... (laughs) to one perceived um, destination our brains already like moved us out the goalpost out and we're on to the next thing anyway so if we're not um, enjoying the journey and having gratitude and like you said having that perspective of lessons and growth and learning in that process um, then we're missing the point of the whole thing Mm -hmm. because we're just going to get to the destination be like oh my god how do we even get here it's like you know when you have like little when you're driving and you're like oh I don't really remember <laughs> like, <laughs> that last stretch of the road, you know. So, um, you know, we've got to um, be appreciative of that that space and that journey as well. Absolutely, and I, I'll also say that I think that uh, if we always focus on the destination and we, like you said, fail to really acknowledge the journey and what it can teach us and sometimes the beauty that is there, then we will never be happy in the destination because, like you said, we will always have a next destination, a next goal, a next intention, and we will always want to 
to, I guess, expand or it depends on how you see it. But definitely, I think that being focused on the now more is definitely very important. Mm, Definitely. And something I love to ask my guests uh, because of the name of this podcast is what does it mean to you to live from your heart space? Ooh, um, I think that it's just really about being true to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I think um, I did a bit of a fiery live on Monday um, about this very topic, but just being true to yourself, true to your values, true to your integrity um, and um, true to your voice and what you believe in and what you stand for. And, um, you know, using any experiences that you have to um, make a positive impact for others. You know, we, I think, come here to learn what we're here to teach as well. And there's always opportunity to, you know, lead from your heart with those experiences as well and support um, other people through their own experience just simply by living your truth and living um, in authenticity to yourself and showing up um, as you unapologetically to give other people the permission to do the same. Mm, True. Beautiful. I think that it's only when we really acknowledge who we are and accept who we are that we give permission to others to do the same for themselves. Totally. And I, um, after my, um, after my dad passed away, it was really strange. I watched, um, Leah Michelle on Ellen and, um, she was talking at the time about, um, cause that was when Corey Monteith had passed away and she was talking about, um, grief. And in the same interview, she shared that, um, you never know who is watching you, um, for, you know, the permission to step into their own life and um, that you might never know. And, um, you know, that if you don't step in to your light and your life um, and allow your shine to come through, um, someone else might miss out on the opportunity to do the same in their life because they're literally watching and waiting for you to do that. And, um, you know, I think sometimes like you'll never ever know the end um, of the ripple effect of your impact just by being who you are. And like you said, like living from your heart space and um, because yeah, people are always watching, but they don't always necessarily share that impact with you. And also when you impact others there, you know, there's this thing called heart math that I, um, this beautiful man at my um, coaching training said, and he was talking about how, I guess, like if, you know, you go out into the world and you impact one person and then they go out into the world and impact mm-hmm. another person, like, you know, multiplying the heart math. So like your impact of, you know, connecting with one person and giving them that permission slip, like you have no idea where the end of that ripple will go. Mm, yeah, the ripple effect. It's beautiful what you just said. And it just gave me goosebumps all over my body, literally. Mm. <laughs> it resonates so much. So good. Thank you so much for uh, everything that you've shared so far. It's been such a beautiful and deep and real conversation. I, I love those and I live for those. Uh, I think that we we don't always get to connect like this and um, I just love it. I feel like this gives another dimension to connection because it's great to connect on Instagram, but it's not quite the same. And yeah, um, yeah you... you said so much and shared so much from your heart and it's so beautiful and before we we wrap this up I wanted to ask you if it's okay if I can ask you a few quick questions just like there should be quick sometimes they're not as quick but it's okay so like just a few questions at the end of course I was gonna say um I think judging by my intro I don't know how quickly we'll get through these but that's fine no worries (laughs) um so what is your sun sign and moon and rising if you want to give those as well Oh my God, I don't even know. I like okay. need to know this right now. <laughs> so when were you born? Oh, you mean my star sign? Yes. Ah, okay. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Some more. people say star sign. Some people say sun. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, what is my sun and moon sign? I'm like, I need to get off this podcast immediately. <laughs> so so yes, I'm a very typical Capricorn. Okay. <laughs> so you can also find your moon and rising if you put in your, if you know your, your birth time, obviously, you know, yes, your birth date. So you can put oh it gosh. in and find out your moon sign because your moon actually kind of gives you more about your emotions and, mm. and all that. So it can be really interesting and you can find out about so much more. Like there's a whole oh chart gosh. 
<laughs> but well, I'm not an astrologer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it can be useful, honestly. Totally. I, I yeah. love all of that thing. I love um as well. I don't know if you are familiar with life path numbers as well, but they are so spookily accurate. I am obsessed with them as well. So what is your life path number? 11. 11. Mm, interesting. I, I think I'm not sure now. I, I kind of forgot, but I think mine is three. So mm. I don't know what that means, but I think there's something around creativity. So I can definitely relate to that, but I need to look into it more. Thank you for yeah, reminding me. <laughs> yeah. uh, the other question is, what is your favorite quote or mantra if you have any? Ooh, um, oh, why am I blanking? Do you mind if I think for a second you can edit this out? No, no, no. No worries. <laughs> oh, my God. What is that? I'm, like, literally blanking. I That's have okay. a favorite one. I just can't think of it. Or a mantra yeah. that you like that you want to share, something that you tell yourself that helps. Um, I literally – I don't know. I think like the only thing, well, two things that I can really think of is the, I think the best mantra that you can really even start with is I am enough. I think there's nothing more powerful than that because, you know, especially when, when you are starting out with um, your own personal development journey or starting to reshape beliefs about yourself, Mm -hmm. that is such a powerful one because there's nothing more to be said. You know, there's nothing more to chase, nothing more to do. You know, you are simply enough. Um, but I will also share um, the quote that I posted with my fiery um, caption that oh, yes, <laughs> um, I also um, capped onto my live as well on Monday, um, which is just the most courageous act is still to think for yourself out loud. Mm, yeah, that's, that's a really good one. Mm, thank you for sharing that. Powerful. Mm. And the next question is, what is your favorite beverage? Oh, um, so I am obsessed at the moment with, um, oh, that's my dog in the background. You can hear now. He's like, cat or something. Um, I'm obsessed at the moment. Um, well, to, firstly, I'm obsessed with cacao, um, but mm-hmm. I've also found this incredible, um, coffee creamer, um, which is, um, vegan and it has, uh, these two different types of mushrooms in it, which is like lion's mane and chaga mushroom. And then it's got mm. MCT oil powder and cacao and maca in it and you put it in the coffee and put it in the blender and it just like whips it up and it's so tasty I literally wake up in the morning and I'm like oh my god I get to have the coffee now <laughs> oh that's so nice oh <laughs> such a good feeling when you wake up like that no <laughs> I know I had actually um given up I had given up coffee for a while so I'm kind of bad that I'm back on it but I've tricked myself into thinking that this amazing healthy mushroom <laughs> coffee is somehow somehow better but I had done really well with cacao for a while there yeah I'm the same like I have some periods where I'm totally off coffee and then I have some periods where I'm like having a coffee every day so it's not like I mean I'm sure some people overdo it and have like more than two or three or I don't know that would be definitely too much for me I mean, occasionally I might have two, but that's very rare. So like Mm. I have some periods where I go on, off, and then sometimes when I realize, oh, I'm a little bit too addicted to coffee again and I can't live without it, I'll try to switch it up uh, with cacao. Um, And I I did find something, maybe it's similar to what you have, and it's um, cacao powder mixed with reishi mushroom, and it has spices. So I don't know if, obviously you would have to like chocolate and spices. Yeah. Yeah, So you could try that. It's not coffee. It's cacao, but it also has the mushrooms. (laughs) Oh my God. Amazing. I need to track this down now too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll try to find um, the link. I think it's uh, Four Sigmatic. Is that the brand Mm. you use as well? No. No, it's like, uh, like, I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's like Lakeiko or something. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think Four Sigmatic is a US brand. But yeah, it's Mm. not always easy to find. But uh, I'll put it in the show notes for anyone who's interested in this. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Next is what is your dream destination or a destination that you would love to go to now or soon? Or Yeah. (laughs) So two of my favorite places in the world, one is, um, the Greek, like anywhere in the Greek islands really, but, Mm -hmm. um, Santorini, um, that is just, yeah, it's like a, like a walking postcard. It's so beautiful. And I'm 
like so afraid of sharks, but the Greek islands are the only place that I've ever swam in the ocean like properly because you can literally just see all the way to the bottom and it's so yeah. relaxing and beautiful. So I would definitely, um, yeah, definitely go there. And then LA has always been mm-hmm. a sole home for me. Like I would happily go there any day of the week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, beautiful. And another thing, I don't know, since I was talking about astrology, <laughs> while you're at it, re- researching all this, there's something yeah. that I heard about not long ago. And um, I think on the website, astro.com, so very basic, if you, again, put your all your information, birth, date, time, and all that, there is a place where you have these, like a map, and you have lines. So it's very complicated. And like I said, I'm not an astrologer. I'm just interested in all the things all the time. And it's interesting because some lines obviously won't make any sense to you, but some lines will go through or very close to some places that you're attracted to. And that's really interesting. So it's called, I think it's called um, astrogeography or astrocartography. I'm not sure, something like that. And while you're at it, you could maybe see if there's a line there in LA for you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I definitely, definitely need to um, have a look at this. I feel like there probably is. Um, I would also love to go to Bali too. I haven't been yet. I've been to Thailand, but I haven't been to Bali, but I feel like that might be one of the next destinations. Yeah. And you're not too far. So I love Bali. I would go there, but I'm a little bit further than you are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, next question is, do you have a favorite book or a book that right now is really just coming to mind for you? Yeah. My favorite book is The Alchemist by, um, Mm, Coelho. Yes. I don't know how you pronounce um, it either, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, by And then, um, yeah, it's just the most incredible book. I read it right before I went to America and um, it is so beautifully written. It's just such a beautiful arc of like the hero's journey mm-hmm. and like the, the journey, I guess, all of us go through in our own life um, where we are the hero in our own story. And I just love the whole metaphor of the fact that you know he was chasing this treasure and it was you know back home the whole time you know and it was just so beautiful because that's exactly you know pretty much what happened to me is like I was chasing you know outside of myself my treasure Mm -hmm. all over the world and then I came home and found myself and I think when you find yourself you find your treasure so for me it's just such a beautiful simple book but there's so many um there's just so many gems in there that are just um so beautifully woven in like you know even um the guy who owns the glass store and you know he really wants to go um to do mecca and he just um puts it off because he would i guess like is afraid of what happens if he does do that like then what happens mm-hmm. to his life because he's achieved the one big thing that he wants to do oh, like, yeah. you know, that, fear of, that fear of success that we have like you know well, what happens if we achieve that what does that mean you know um yeah, what's what left? Up to our, yeah what if it doesn't live up to our expectations like what if the the dream of it is better than the reality, you know, and all these things. And that's what prevented me from going to America for such a long time too. So there was just so many parallels that I drew for my own life in there that just was amazing. So I would definitely recommend that book. Yeah, I loved it as well. And it makes me want to reread it because again, I have goosebumps all over my body. It's just like, I think everyone does that look, looking for the treasure outside of yourself, whether it's in relationships or places like traveling. I know that. I mean, we, we learn so much from traveling, but sometimes, and I find it, I found it for myself. Sometimes we want to travel to find something or escape something. And just knowing that you have everything wherever you are and whatever you're doing, it's there, it's in you. And it's not about where you are in the world. It's about what you make of it and what you find in yourself, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. Beautiful book. Thank you. I'll put that also in the show notes. And yes. one of the last questions. Paolo Sorry? Coelho. <laughs> yeah. It's Paolo Coelho. <laughs> yes. Um, the other question was, what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing? So if you weren't um, a coach, a confidence coach, if you weren't helping uh, your clients in that way, what you, would you be doing? What would be your your um, other life purpose I guess if you could say it that way so my um ever since I went to LA obviously as I said um you know I've, I've definitely always um and I, you know it's so interesting that you asked this question because this is something that I've been kind of pondering to myself lately is um what 
after this do you know what I mean or what yeah yeah what is the bigger layer to this why and um you know I you know shared in that live that I did on Monday you know I watched um this incredible um four-part series which is based on a true story on Netflix called When They See Us and Mm -hmm. um if you haven't seen it yet I would definitely recommend it a okay. tough watch but a must watch <laughs> and um you know it, it did kind of spark um a reminder to myself in there that like you know I love what I do and I love you know like you said the ripple effect of creating change mm-hmm. in you know women's life and you know helping them step into their own purpose because that's obviously you know supporting um a shift in the planet um in so many different ways that I'll never know the end to like I said but um you know I think that I would love um to you know step more into using my voice for mm-hmm. um you know particularly um you know certain aspects of um you know people in society that maybe slip through the cracks or don't have um a voice um that they can use or or I can use my voice to amplify and aid theirs you know um mm. and I think you know for me definitely um I definitely see some element of like working with trying to make a change um, and eradicate homelessness for sure. Um, mm. How that's going to look, I don't know, but it's definitely something that I'm feeling more and more called to step into. Um, there's also a beautiful organisation in Australia called Dress for Success and they work with disadvantaged women to um, support them to step into their dreams. So um, even something like that um, or, um, yeah, I'm not really sure like where else it goes, but I just think that like I definitely would like to um, step in and step up a little bit more to, um, you know, real contribution and service mm-hmm. in, a, um, in like a really beautiful um, selfless way and, and, and step more into um, activism as well. Like I said that when they see us, you know, just reminded me of like how important it is to um, speak up and use your voice and um, add add your voice and have conversations um, that are really real and raw and um, you know I think a lot of us don't step into that role because we're afraid of getting it wrong and mm-hmm. um, you know I think that it's so important to continue to um, seek uh, knowledge and understanding and um, education so that you can continue to use your voice and you know someone that I um, saw ages ago and on um, Twitter, I think had said that if you're not sure what to say, like, um, you know, find someone who is educated on the subject and share their voice, like amplify their voice. Mm. You don't always have to mm-hmm. um, be the voice, but, you know, using your platform to amplify um, certain issues or bring attention to other issues. And I think, um, you know, particularly like, you know, I shared on my live, like as, you know, a coach or even if you're an influencer or someone in the space, like it can be very tricky to not box yourself into like what that should look like for yourself yeah. and be willing to kind of take a risk and be like, Hey, I think that this, you know, is kind of fucked up and I want to share about it. And, you know, I really believe passionately about this or I want to, you know, create awareness to this. And like, everyone has the ability to create awareness through their platform to something like whether you have one follower or a million. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for me, definitely like stepping into that more and like figuring out a way to um, make a contribution that's like outside of coaching. Um, But yeah, more, I guess, you know, stepping into, um, you know, supporting, supporting those who, um, you know, don't have a voice. Cause I said like, you know, I think the number one thing when I, when I was in LA and having these conversations or anywhere really like, you know, um, whether it be Australia or, you know, I've had conversations, you know, when I've been on holidays in the UK or like wherever it is, um, you know, the biggest, um, you know, thing that, that they, you know, shared that was outside of, you know, money or, you know, walking past, um, and, you know, even if you don't have anything to give, like just acknowledgement yeah. is enough. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, I think one, um, you know, beautiful man shared with me that, you know, when we, um, you know, walk down the street, if we catch someone's eye and we say hello, they say hello back. He's like, if I walk down the street and I say hello, like they cross the other side of the street or walk around me or, you know, whatever. So I think it's just, um, you know, giving mm. um, acknowledgement and um, empathy to people that, um, you know, maybe don't have the same same privileges that, you know, I am afforded to. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just stepping more into, I guess, recognising my privilege and seeing how I can use that um, more effectively to support the world. Beautiful. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And a lot of things to think about for sure. Thank you mm. for sharing that. And the last, last thing is how can we support you? Where can we find you and all that? 
Oh, beautiful. Um, so uh, my website is kirstenmorrison.co because someone else has already taken .com, but that's okay. <laughs> We're yeah, rolling with same for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that pretty much has like everything uh, on there. It has all my socials, um, has my blog, which also has my podcast links because um, uh, I also run a podcast. Um, it's got, um, you know, how you can work with me, where you can find me, all those sort of things. But um, I predominantly use Instagram and Facebook. So you can just find me, Kirsten Morrison, on Facebook and um, at Kirsten Morrison underscore because someone else had already taken Kirsten <laughs> as well um but that's okay we love in the underscore um so yeah um you can find me on there and connect with me on there and um I share uh a lot on there and I try and share as authentically as possible so you do I'd you definitely do you <laughs> and I think that's uh what draws people in definitely thank you for sharing all that and I will put all of it in the show notes so that people can find you and connect with you there Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here and taking the time to have this beautiful and deep conversation today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and I love everything you're up to and the way that you share. And um, I just can't believe how many similarities we have, like not only in <laughs> our journey, what we do. I just like, I'm so glad and grateful that our paths have crossed. Me too. Thank you. I really hope that you have enjoyed this conversation. If you like the podcast and if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes as it really helps get this podcast out to more people who could benefit from the information on here. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate you and I will see you very soon. Take care.